Hello and welcome to Magic Mites. It's not bro time, it's showtime. This is episode one, Coach Carter from 2005. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. Get ready and microwave that cantaloupe, because it's time for Magic Mics. <laughs> you, okay. you like my intro? All right, I do. I like that this was pitched to me. Your idea for what the intros were going to be was was pitched to me that like it's going to explain what the show's about. I guess that does. Yeah, they're just like, you know, little goals for the beginning of the show, little tidbits, things I was okay. thinking. Squad goals. Things I was thinking. That was it. So, All right. uh, get you get you hopefully to laugh a little bit at the beginning of the <laughs> show. So you're going to have one of these for every episode I'm gonna try. Right, of Magic Mike's I'm going to try. I have a list of about 20 or 30 of them so far. So Well, we only need 12 a year, so uh, you're good for another two or three years, basically. Yeah, I so mean, like, well, you know, you've got time to think I'm working more. through them. You know, it's a work in progress. I like it. I like it. Well, this is the first episode of the Channing Tatum podcast, Magic Mike's. We are starting in the beginning and going to modern day. We did, you may know us potentially from our Zach Efron podcast, Zach Attack. Yes where we started new and went old. We also have released last week, or a week and a half ago, we did the first episode of Too Fast, Too Forever. Yes. Where we're watching a Fast and Furious movie for per month forever. Forever. One movie per month. One movie per month forever. Say that three times And fast. then, I can't even say it once slowly. And then next week, we are starting our Ryan Gosling podcast, Boyfriend Material. Yes. Did you see, actually, last night, I quoted, I quote tweeted somebody, some guy on Twitter, I don't know who, might have been a girl, I don't know, I didn't click on the profile, said, to the parents of these people, yes. you did a good job. And I it did was see this. Go ahead. Four names, and it was Zac Efron, Ryan Gosling, Channing Tatum, and Luke Bryan. And he just said, thank you. And I was like, man. I was like, I, he has not responded to us yet. That Whoever that person is, is our audience exactly. Yeah, he has good taste, minus Luke Bryan, but yeah. Who is Luke Bryan? I think he's a country music artist. Let's see here. Luke Bryan is an American singer-songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, his, his number one song artist. on Google is Hunting, Fishing, and Loving Every Day. Yeah, exactly. See? I guess he's for, cool. like, the, the more rednecky homosexuals. Some homosexuals that like more... I mean, Channing was born in Alabama, so, you yeah, know, but he's, he... he's a down south southern boy. But, like we see in this movie, he plays Hood really well. So, I don't think that he's really, really well. the hunting, fishing kind of type. You know what I mean? So, I was going to look up trivia about Channing Tatum and sort of drop some knowledge on you. However, this movie, considering it's his first movie, I think it's his first on-screen credit, potentially. It's the first thing we're doing, for sure. Yeah. We might do a clip show later. He's in this movie a lot. And he gets so a lot like, of airtime. Do... Yeah, for sure. Exactly. We don't need to do trivia today. We can do it next month when we do War of the Worlds, in which he is uncredited. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. We can save the trivia. That's totally fine by me, because we have a lot to talk about him being in this movie. So, Although he does, my one complaint about... I mean, I have, a... I have complaints about this movie, but my major, my major complaint for the reason we watched it, was he basically disappears the last, like, 45 minutes of the movie. Yeah, he kind of falls into the background a little bit. I agree. Not that we really needed any of those 45 minutes, but, yeah. Do you want to get into the movie, or you want to take a little sidestep and do uh, our, our first segment here? Well, you know me. I'm all about the sidesteps. If we can delay talking about the actual movie, let us delay talking about the actual movie. Okay, okay. So I thought that uh, on on the new on the new podcast, something we never did, we kind of did, but we didn't really have like a segment for it. I think that every hour, top of the hour, we should um, reflect on the the monthly news of the guys we're doing, right? Because these guys are still like you know acting. They're still like they're yeah. not retired. They like they're gonna put out some new shit all the time. I think that now's the time for the first ever segment of Tatum Tots. Tatum Tots, Tatum here we Tots. go. So I get Daily Digest, Google Alerts every day about Channing Tatum. Everything interesting I share on our social media pages on Facebook.com slash Cage Club and yeah, at Cage exactly. Club Pod on Twitter. The big one I found recently was that Channing was in Pink's music video for Beautiful Trauma, yes. which brings us all the way back to the 1950s and sort of does a gender role reversal. Yes halfway through the music video when he when Pink finds Channing in her closet in one of her dresses and instead of being upset 
She loves it. She puts on a suit and they start to dance. It's all like a Fred and Ginger, old-timey Hollywood. Very choreographed. They're dancing a lot together. Channing's a good dancer, man. That's part of the reason why we did this, so... Yes. Yeah, it was very amusing. I liked it. I think that if you're a Channing Tatum fan, you should check that out because the song is not going to be on the radio, from what I can tell. (laughs) No. But the music video is good for a watch, man. It was definitely amusing. And we will say, I, I had such fun doing the Zack Attack clip show that I want to make sure we do a Channing Tatum clip show. We want to do a Ryan Gosling clip show. Yes. You know, me and Mike over on Watch the Throne are going to do a Charlie Theron clip show, I think. Clip shows were this fun. This music video, for sure, will be in the Channing Tatum clip show. And we can talk all about when it. When it airs, I don't know, 2021 sometime. Yeah, exactly. I'm in, for sure. 2021. Cool. Holy fuck. It's yep. a long time from now. Okay. So what else What else is in the news? What else? What other, what other Tatum tots you got for me? Got some, got some Tatum tots for the past couple weeks. Channing's going to be in this new Yeti movie, Smallfoot. Have you seen this? Have you heard this? I have heard about it. I have not watched a trailer because you, you know I do not watch trailers unless it's the movie Yeah, I didn't watch a trailer either. Just was reading about it. It's cool seeing him in an animated movie, do a little voice acting. I'm about that. Hopefully it's better than the Lorax where, you know, Zeph was like... Totally. With voice acting, you kind of just are voice acting. I hope that Channing... It's hit or miss. Well, I can tell you... Okay, Keanu only did voice acting in one thing, really, and that was in the movie Keanu. He was in one scene. Doesn't really count. When Mike and I did Cage Club, the Nicolas Cage podcast, he was in four or five animated movies. The Lorax is equivalent to the bottom rung of that. Like, there's this movie called Astro Boy, where Cage plays a scientist. Okay. It's just his normal voice. He doesn't have anything exciting to do. Okay. There's other movies like The Croods and G-Force. He either has like a bigger part, a more interesting part, or a crazy, wacky voice. I don't think things are going to be worse than The Lorax. That's the TLDR. Okay. I think cool. that what we went through for Zack Attack in terms of The Lorax is going to be the lowest tier in terms of one of our guys. Not I'm saying that the, the movies aren't going to be worse, but in terms of like why we're watching, in terms of what like what the actor we're following is bringing to that part, I think that's about as uninteresting as you can possibly get. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I think that's pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I, ho- I just hope that we have something to talk about. But again, you know, 2075 till we get there. Yeah, because we do have a couple animated movies that are coming up eventually on this. We have the Lego Batman movie. Oh, that's movie, right, that's right. The Lego movie where he plays Superman, so that's I know for sure that's great. Uh, we got the Yeti movie. I'm sure there's others that I can't think of or I don't know about, but yeah. Next Tatum Tot. Other Tatum Tots we got here, uh, his wife's birthday was this week. Jenna Dewan. Yeah, Jenna Dewan Tatum. She had a birthday, yep. so shout out to the woman that does get to see Channing naked all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what? She will be in multiple movies with him. Oh, yeah, she's that's right. Step-up movies. That's right. She's, she's in, in step-ups. other movies, That's where too. they met. She's that's in something else, met. too. Yep. Last Tatum Tot of the month I have here is that Ellen was, like, doing, I think, her, like, Christmas, like, holiday special. She was giving out presents, and Ellen makes this joke, like, so I got a gift that everyone's trying to get this year, but you guys are going to have to share it, and Channing came out. Channing loves Ellen. Ellen loves Channing. Yeah, ex- I love the both of them. Exactly. So there's, like, you know, a lot of, like, uh, okay, so she's doing 12 days of giveaways. Yep. And um, and one of the giveaways was Channing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every woman in that audience got to have sex with him that night, but just once. there's even a few tears apparently. And um, oh, he sure. like danced his way through the crowd, and that's what that that's uh, that was it. But that's pretty awesome. I think that's pretty funny. I, I like that he could kind of take jokes at himself like this, you know, like I'm I'm the number one president and like stuff. So cool. Well, so that's the thing. So like we liked Zeph that Zeph was able to sort of like make jokes about himself, but I feel like as time went on and we got to be watch we found out that he he wrote those jokes about himself yeah i feel like he's able to take jokes about himself but like he wants it to be a controlled environment kind of i feel like channing is much more loose much more loosey-goosey willing to roll with the punches and sort of make a bigger fool of himself i think that's gonna be more fun to track here than it was on zach attack yeah agreed 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 hopefully it's it's good no more tatum tots we are out of no 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 just uh just one little last one that's what i was actually just like catching up on oh okay apparently tabloids think that he and his wife are like gonna split right now because oh, no. she solo appeared at the 2017 um, AMAs. Something about their Instagram. I just, I just found this one, and they were like, you know, talking about them splitting, but obviously there's always divorce rumors all over Hollywood. So hopefully not. They just, you know, just had her birthday. That could be a trying time for anyone. Sure. 
yeah, so hopefully they stay together. So, no more Tatum Tots. We got a bunch of segments. We have new segments. We have segments of old from Zack Attack that we've refined and grown through the years over there. Yep. We are going to bring all of those to you toward the end of the show. But now it's time to talk about the actual movie. It's time to talk about Coach Carter from 2005. Based on, did you know this was based on a true story? I, mean, uh, I yes. know what they say at the end. No, no, no. I knew it was before we started watching it. I knew before, yeah, before we started watching it. I, like, I remembered. I didn't know the story. I'd never seen the movie but I remembered it was based on a true story. Did you know why it was famous? Like, what he did in benching his players because of academic reasons? No. Did you know about that before? No, okay. I did not know about that. I, I mean, I couldn't even assumed it was like that. You know, I was assuming that, like, somehow he brought a shitty hood rat team up from, you know, losing to being professionals. So, like, a sport... You thought it was just, like, a sports cliche movie and not just... Kind and of. Not, the, not what it's... So, that's what's weird about this movie is it's sort of two movies in one. Like, the, the hood rat sports team that goes from 4-22 and 22 to undefeated steamrolling through a tournament, that's the first, like, hour and ten minutes of this movie. Yes. Then there's still another hour of this movie. He suspends his kids for not adhering to the contract he set out for. He cancels all the practices, you know, forfeits all the games until they get back together. Yeah. And then they eventually team up, unite, bond together to get their grades up, and then they team up, they get back on the court just in time for the playoffs. And their first game is against this team that we see at the very, very beginning of the movie obviously, that has the next was gonna LeBron be, James. Yeah, it was going to be them, obviously. And... They lose. Yeah, which was super surprising to me, man. I, I really thought it was going to be a Cinderella story and they were going to win. But when they lost at the end there, like, I was kind of mind blown. Pretty shocked. They just actually let them lose. I was surprised that they lost. But then if you think about it, like, this is the first playoff game. It's against a good team. It's the end of the movie. It wouldn't, it, it wasn't the finals. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they could go out on a high note. Like, if they had won this game, there would have been more. So, like, in the moment, I was like, oh, they lost. But then thinking about it after the fact, I was like, oh, right. Like, there would have had to be another 20 minutes or half hour of the movie. Yeah. If they had won this game. And the movie's already Fucking super long. It's long. Two hours and 16 minutes, which is. Yeah. Whew, it feels it. Going back to like talking about like the structure of the movie and like how it felt, yeah. it feels really long because like you were saying just you know a couple of minutes before, it feels like there's like the whole first part, which is kind of like the dangerous minds part, right? What do you like? So you said that before. What do you mean by dangerous minds? Isn't that the movie with what's her name? Am I talking about the right movie? I don't know what you're talking about. That's what I'm trying to find out. What's the movie? Dangerous Minds, isn't that the movie where, like, they have the teacher that comes in and she tries to get them ready for college and, like, they're all these hood rats and she, oh. like, convinces them to learn? Maybe. Have you never seen this movie? No, I've never seen that. Nope. Really? It's, like, super classic. Nope. Never saw it. It's, uh, it's from the 90s? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely talking about, with yeah, with Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Oh, your girl Michelle Pfeiffer back from Zack Attack. Yeah, yeah. That's, hold on. I think that this is what I'm talking, let me just double check. With yeah, it's Michelle. Okay. So it's Michelle Pfeiffer. She, like, goes into this, like, inner city school, right? And these kids, 95, like. 95, yep. And these kids, like, don't, like, they don't want to learn. They're just bad. You know what I mean? And she convinces them to learn. Oh, she's a former Marine. Yeah. So she convinces them to learn, and then she, like, but as she's, like, convincing them to learn and how they can, like, take care of themselves, she also discovers that, like, they're all from, like, really, really broken homes and stuff like this. Gotcha. So, like, the beginning of the movie is a lot like the beginning of this movie. You know what I mean? Like, she's, like, really tough on them, but then they, they realize that she's doing it because she loves them, and so it's kind of this Coach Carter thing where you're just, you're trying to make the kids better, so you have to be, like, disciplinarian to them. And What's better about this, I think, is that Sam Jackson is the main guy, and he's black, teaching black kids, as opposed to this white savior who goes in. This is the same... Yes! So the guy, one of the guys who wrote this movie white hero also complex. wrote Hardball. Exactly. Yeah. One of the guys wrote also wrote Hardball, which we covered for Keanu Club, and that is another one white guy comes in, teaches a group of black kids how to win, and it's like, oh, look how great he is. And like that, it just feels it feels a weird. Icky. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It was currently going through this on Facebook this week. My friends were talking about some girl that we know that was like raising money to go on a mission trip. We were just talking about like somebody brought up like the white hero complex i feel like she's i mean cynically i feel like she could be doing that so she has that one picture of her holding a black baby in africa <sighs> that she could put on tinder and be like look how good of a person i am yeah, see yes and it's wrong to judge her because we don't really know her intentions but it does feel weird especially well because she was asking for money to do it so that was kind of weird did you hear related to that unrelated to coach carter there was a high school girl somewhere her friend was sick was at saint jude's hospital or something 
And so over Thanksgiving, this girl was feeling generous. No, she's a college kid. Okay. She was feeling generous, and she's like, How old is her friend? This tweet, is her friend like old? As I, 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 I want to say it's also young. college. I don't, I don't, I don't okay. remember. I don't. That's not important in the story. Okay. Friend is sick. She wants to raise money. She's like, St. Jude's is taking such good care of my friend. Okay. I want to raise money for St. Jude. St. Jude's is the best. Okay. In the spirit of Thanksgiving, every time somebody retweets this, I'll donate a quarter. Every time somebody likes this, I'll give 50 cents. It went viral, and she now owes St. Jude's $200,000. <laughs> That's awesome. And so there was like an interview with her and she's like, I, I, I'm a college kid. I don't have this kind of money. So she put together a GoFundMe with a goal of 50000 It's so far to date as of this, as of this recording has raised like $68,000. But it's funny that she's like, oh, you know, I, I'll, you know, I'll give a couple hundred bucks or whatever. You know, my friends will retweet it, like it, whatever. And then it has something like 200,000. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like 200,000 retweets and like 400 something thousand <laughs> likes. And it's just like, uh-oh. Yeah, like, oh shit. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, yeah. Don't make infinite pledges like that if you can't back them up. Oh, you mean like how we pledge to do infinite episodes of Too Fast, Too Forever? Oh, no, we're doing those till we die. Like, till, some, <laughs> till someone dies. Like, that's that's easy. That doesn't, cost, that, that doesn't cost anything. You know what I mean? Like, okay. you, can't, you can't make a pledge uh, that you have infinite money if you don't have infinite money, is what I was saying. No, you are absolutely right. I just saw that this morning. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, good. On the same topic. So, yeah, so, so Dangerous Minds... Movie... We, oh, we get the first. We'll we get the minds. no, no. In the fir- with the first part, we get like the dangerous mind segment, and then the oh, second yes. part, we get like a sports movie. It becomes a lot more of like a sports movie, and then they bring in two things that I thought it was going to go one or the other way, but they bring yep. in both of them. There's an abortion. Yes, because mm-hmm. I mean, a teen movie, unexpected abortion that came out of nowhere. From I was not expecting. I was that. expecting abortion in the beginning when she was pregnant. I thought we were gonna have to like okay. deal through the abortion, right? And you know who that is, right? That's Ashanti. Yeah, it's Ashanti. Oh, for sure, I knew exactly who it was. I saw her okay. in, the, in the opening credits too. Sure. Okay. Ashanti gets an abortion. But the second thing, which is what I was telling you about as I was watching the movie, I was talking to you. It was so hard for me not to respond to you. I know. I was convinced the kid whose uncle gets shot, I was convinced that he was going to get shot in the movie and that they were going to have to play the final game in his honor, like, after they were all, like, depressed about him dying. Well, you know what's funny is that the guy who wrote Hardball, in Hardball, one of the players gets shot in a drive-by and gets killed, and they have to play in his honor. So it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know. I've never seen the movie Hardball, and, like, that's, like, a common theme in these movies, you know? That's what I was expecting to happen. means it's not a great movie. It is kind of predictable, but you were like, yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, like, uh, the, the, the cousin or whatever, gets, and it's just like, it's, yeah, I mean, the cousin gets killed, and then Cruz is upset about it. But in the same sense, as I was watching this movie, minus it, because we were talking, like, the structure, it's so long that we have these two parts that I feel like we could cut a lot of this out. Like, there's, like, a lot of him being mean in basketball practice, right? You said the really good question. It's who didn't edit this? Like, that's yes. the exact right question. That's, that's how I phrase it to you. Who didn't edit this? Because we need to just like piece these together and I think we could have done it in an hour and a half if we just skipped a lot of the parts like we hear them yelling Diane so much for a movie that has no (laughs) character named Diane I couldn't get into it like I like uh, Gone in 60 Seconds right and I get the whole girl's name thing pretty nice touch it was cool the first explanation good hearing them yell it over and over and over and over and over again is like okay like as an audience member i'm not that stupid the reinforcement of it was okay but stop like i got it well they're saying it because it's like the play call like so that's why they're not saying it to like hammer it home for you they're just, i know like, they're but at the same time it's like god I, i'm like i hope that that was like a serious nod that like the real person was like you have to leave this in or something and not like a director producer decision like a writer presi- so the real life ken carter yes. says that sam jackson's portrayal of him is 98.5 percent accurate yeah because every person if samuel jackson was playing me no matter what he did i would say it was accurate because he's just badass all the time sure so i i can't believe this too much the other thing was that when they approached him to make his life story into a movie as the story goes on imdb he handed in a slip with one name on it and that name was samuel l jackson so he's just like this is you know i like that level of confidence like that you know there's only one man in this world i'm surprised he didn't pick denzel for that matter i thought this was a denzel movie and then when sam jackson was like are they both in this and then i was like oh no (laughs) no i'm just being mildly racist no no no, because denzel's been in basketball yes i know he has i just yeah i don't tie sam jackson didn't we watch a denzel basketball movie together what fucking denzel basketball movie did i watch i don't know he, maybe he got gamers or a different one 
There's a. I think there's another one. Probably, so, but I don't. I don't associate Sam Jackson with sports. But he works here. He's good here because he's a good actor. He got game. Maybe it is. He got game. I thought that there with was Ray, more with than Ray that. Allen, former NBA player Ray Allen. Isn't he got game? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Oh no! You know what I'm thinking of him in, which is the football version, which is Friday Night Lights or not Friday Night Lights. Fuck. Uh, remember the Titans. Which remember the, the Titans. Material. Yes. That's what I'm yep. thinking. So I'm imagining yep. him being the coach from Remember the Titans yep. and just it being basketball, not football. That's what it was. Sorry. What's also kind of fu- not funny, it's coincidental, is that the other guy who wrote this movie was the creator of the TV show One Tree Hill. He also created the TV show The Royals, but he wrote like 10 movies, including Flight, starring Denzel. Okay. He also wrote the new Kong Skull Island. Oh, cool. Uh, Good he for wrote- him. Oh, no, this is, the- this is the guy who wrote Hardball, and he also wrote the new Power Rangers movie, too. Okay. This movie was directed by this guy, Thomas Carter, as far as I can tell, no relation to Ken Carter. But Thomas I Carter. I thought that when directed... I saw the end, I was I was wondering if he was related to him or not. I don't think so. I don't think so. I didn't see anything about that. Thomas Carter directed this movie from 1986 called Under the Influence, which stars Keanu Reeves and his dad is Andy Griffith from the Andy Griffith Show. Andy Griffith is an alcoholic in that movie, emotionally abusive towards Keanu, and it was in the stretch of like eight or ten movies in a row that were all message movies that Keanu did, and it almost killed me. Like it broke my spirit. What do you mean message movies? Like movies so about like, like he did a movie about like you know dealing with alcoholism. They did one where a friend commits suicide. They did one oh, where fuck. it's like all these different like heavy stories of like what high schoolers deal with. Yeah, that's rough to sit through eight of them in a row. And then he broke out and he became Ted Theodore Logan from Bill and Ted. He was still in high school. You know what I mean? Like he was yeah. like, he just pigeonholed as this high schooler for so long. It was just like get on with it already. Yeah. So this is an MTV Films production. Oh, it was. I didn't know that. Wasn't We Are Your Friends MTV Films or no? I. I think it is. No, I'm not sure. I mean, it would make sense because, you know, Max is on Catfish, so... MTV Films has produced the Jackass movies, Napoleon Dynamite, Coach Carter, Hustle and Flow, The Longest Yard, Say the Last Dance. Okay. Aeon Flux, which we will do for Watch the Throne. Cool. Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie, Beavis and Butthead do America. Election. Doesn't seem like they're doing too much now. No. MTV Films, We Are Your Friends. Or maybe it just feels like no. It just it just feels like it. Yeah, be. and you have Max from Catfish. You were just connecting the dots in your head. It's okay. But the the effect of that is that there are this this movie like Tokyo Drift, which we will get to in a couple months on Too Fast Too Forever. This movie's wall to wall with music. Yeah, and the fucking soundtrack is great. By the way, I really enjoyed it. Like they had like a pretty solid soundtrack. So when I watched this last night, and I was like, "You're gonna like this for a bunch of reasons." That was one of the main ones. Just yeah. Like, even if you're not into the movie, like there's just music that you're gonna like from. Yeah, Star-Kid it was like much. a lot of great old poppy hip hop kind of. Uh, music yep. and uh, I love that so it took me back I was happy Ashanti being in the movie I love any movie that has a rapper as an actor so yeah, she's not really absolutely. a rapper but like any hip hop person yep. as part of the cast is good by me so also part of the cast the reason we are here the reason we are talking about this movie today is Channing Tatum playing Jason yeah we haven't Lyle. even gotten there yet huh right no Jason Lyle real southern boy yeah. Shaved head, 25 years old in his first movie, playing a high school. <laughs> he's a high school senior, so you know he's 18 or whatever, but 25 years old, born in 1980, he looks came out in 2005. He does look a little old. Everybody looks movie. a little old, though. Everybody looks a little old. Yeah. But it's also like, it's also, I guess, of the mind that, like, you know, LeBron, when he when LeBron was 18, he didn't look 18. You know what I mean? It's like, true. The, Very true. The, the dominant high school basketball players are going to always look a little bit older, so I didn't mind that because I was just excited to see him in this movie and see him on screen so much. Yeah, he got uh, a but lot. Just to he point got, out. Yeah, he got a lot of airtime, like we said. Yeah. So it starts out. We get a shirtless almost immediately, right? Like I think the first time we see Channing, and what, what can we come up with? A, I want to go up with a, a Channing Tatum nickname, like Zeph. Yeah, I I had one. Dude. Well, it's Chan. I was his, gonna go Chan. Nickname is Chan. I was gonna go Chan. I like Chan. I don't like lot. that. Why? It, it's kind of fun. You like Chan? I like Chan. You wanna go Tate? I feel like it's hard to say. Like Zeph just like comes off the tongue. Like Chan, it's like a uh, Tate. Tate. Uh, Channing. Tot? Tatum Tots? Tot? 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 No. That's like too non. Got Tate. Tatum. We could just call him C. C? Big C? The big C? Big C. Big C. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll work on it. We'll We'll try that on for size. (laughs) We are also in the process of workshopping the motto, the catchphrase for this podcast. I don't love It's Not Bro Time, It's Showtime, but when we were trying to find a tagline for this, I was looking through quotes pages for all of his big movies, and there's nothing that stood out, so we might find one. Like, we had one in line for Too Fast, Too Forever, and then we watched The Fast and the Furious, and we're like, oh, this is a better one anyway. We just didn't get here before the first episode, but we will. So we'll think of a nickname, and we'll think of a tagline. Yep, I agree. Big C. Big C. So first scene we see him, we see him shirtless. 
and he even has like the towel kind of like almost showing his dick type situation going on. Wait, are you sure? No, no, he's in, no. When, when right? do you see that? Oh, in the, in a locker room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he, there's a lot of locker room shirtless Channing Tatum scenes. As you guys might know, might not know, we did a lot of guesses for yes. uh, for Zeph. Uh, and Zach Attack, I noticed something that I think might carry throughout this, besides shirtless, because, I mean, obviously okay. Channing Tatum's going to be shirtless. He gets into, like, two or three fights in this movie, and I think that we should do yeah. a guess on fighting, how he's going to fight in every movie. We will for sure be doing that toward the end of the segment, in our toward, or toward the end of the show, in our guessing segment, we're going to do how's he going to yeah. dance, because we know dances a lot, how he's going to be shirtless, because yeah. he's shirtless a lot. He's shirtless at least three times in this movie. Yes. And how is he going to get into a fight? What he does in this movie... That is all not come up every time. Well, he does all three. But what I was surprised about, what I was pleasantly surprised about, he freestyles a little bit. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Channing Tatum freestyle was so good. I agree. I wish we had the the lyrics of it. It was actually really horrible. It was bad. It was really bad. I'm going to try to figure out how to pull audio from my computer. I know that Mike, my co-host over on Cage Club, Keanu Club, Watch of Throne, has a device that he basically yeah. records from his computer to and then re-imports it. I'm going to see if I can skip that step, if I can just find some kind of software that I can rip from, like, you know, Amazon or Netflix or something. i, I got to figure out a way to do that. If I can, we'll drop in his freestyle here. If not, just know it was wonderfully bad. My name is Jake Love. They call me Wild. Uh-huh. It's all right. Uh-huh. Can't get smart tonight. Wait, what? You might think <laughs> I'm wrong. But she's got these thongs. <laughs> hey, yo, 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 yo. It's Malcolm back from St. Francis. Sort of maybe tied to that type of personality, sort of, or the freestyle mentality or whatever, Channing is also perpetually in a bandana in this movie. He's wearing a bandana in, I don't know, every scene that he's on the basketball court? Yeah, and, and a do-rag at one point, too, which was interesting. Yep. It's weird because you see the basketball team, right, and obviously like yep. all the stars are like the famous kids and the good ones. Right, so it's a team full of like black kids that are good at basketball. Then you have Channing Tatum; right. he's obviously like the token like one white kid for the basketball team. But then, like, if you notice in the background, there's like a chubby kid and like an Asian kid that like just get no playtime ever for this team. And th- those are the kids that I was really confused about because <laughs> I wanted to figure out what was going on with them. Because like Channing's definitely part of like the starters, right? Like he's a he's part of the crew. Like he's like one of their friends. And then like the Asian kids stuff like they're just like running laps for no reason like they don't get any playtime they're not really doing anything so part of the plan for when they made this movie was that they gave every player like a special skill that like aligned with who they are i guess as an actor and they said that shannings was defense i feel like that's sort of like a well what are we going to give this white boy uh he can be good at defense that's but fine. like that's fine it feels it feels like he's just like his thing is hustle like there's that one time on the court where like, he like dives for the loose ball you know he tries to charge yeah but uh, other he, people do that too i know but he tries <laughs> to draw a charge at one point he can't draw the charges no foul called it's strange he's well, a token white kid why. they did, i well, mean yeah. like and if they if he didn't really exist on the team like if this kid really didn't exist but he did right because he got like a scholarship or something he's not even like, in so. the in the end credits i don't think like that like you know flash forward like what happened to them like oh, he's in there he is yeah here's what it says about him oh yeah he Jason went to school Lyle and he got a san diego degree. state university yep. and graduated with a degree in business administration yes doesn't say anything about basketball just said he got a degree in business administration yes that's it. So he d- he was part of the team. So they had to keep yeah. him. I was hoping that they didn't add like a white kid into the team to like make That's it more That's why I think he goes away toward the end because they're down like 15 points and like we never see him shoot the ball once. Like we never see him like handle the ball at all. Like he's just on there. So. Yeah. He'll catch a pass and pass it immediately. And so at the end of the movie when they have to score so many points quickly, he's just straight up not on the court. Like it's just five black kids. Like the Asian kid, the chubby kid, Channing, they're all on the bench. So they smart. come back. Coach Carter's a good coach. I mean, that's the way I and that's why I think that, like, you can't, like, I understand that he's, you know, seventh build or whatever, and, like, in terms of who's above him, like, he should be one of the five starters, but, like, you're not going to have a white kid. They do put him on there at the end when they're up one after the free throw or whatever. They put him out there to play defense. Yes. He's not involved in the final play. No. But he's out on the court to play defense, which is a smart substitution by Coach Carter in the movie. Again, yeah. But it's just funny that it's, he just has, he plays no part in the last, like, basically from the time the team gets locked out till the end of the movie, he's, like, on screen a little bit, but I don't think he says anything. I don't think he does anything of, of note. And he's just sort of there around the team. Yeah, he, he definitely gets, he, de- he definitely gets cut out of, part b of this movie 
if we had like two VHSs of the movie, I don't think he would even be really credited on the second half. He's just like, eh, whatever. He's such an afterthought. But he was pivotal in the beginning. Absolutely. Other things, uh, Channing almost gets robbed in this movie. By his friends, though. Like, his friends, like, think it's funny to, like, jack him on the street. And he's like, he gets so mad. Like, rightfully so. He gets so I would get mad. mad if my friend pulled a gun. Like, yeah. let's not pull guns on people at all. But mainly our friends. Like, that's not funny. I would be really, really annoyed uh, to do that. The cool thing, before we got to that second part, is when Channing is the first one to stand up to offer to, to help do the push-ups. So there's a few different things. He, was he the first early one? Early on, I wrote down. I don't know. He he's the first not the first one. one. No, is he, he? no, he is the first one. You're okay. right, yes. Okay. Early on in the movie, he talks back to Coach Carter and costs the team to do more suicides. Can we talk about for a second? Sidetrack for a second. Yes. Coach Carter in this movie uses workout like currency. He's like, you owe me 500 push-ups and 500 suicides. Yes. To me, that's fine. Like, if you want to be a coach like that, that's fine. However, a push-up should not be the equivalent of a suicide. You can do a push-up in a second. <laughs> it takes you a minute or whatever to do a suicide. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel... Yeah. It should be like, you owe me 500 push-ups and 100 suicides. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, he's yeah. Like, and he raises them on equal levels. A thousand and a thousand. Yep. I noticed it too, and I was like, holy shit, isn't that going to take forever? Like, just like, just time-wise, that should take very long. But yeah, no, you're right, because the kid crews gets pissed off at Coach Carter, quits the team, realizes the very that he beginning, wants he to slams come him Because Coach Carter slams him into the boards, right? Yes. Like, like one of the first Well, because scenes. he takes a swing at Coach Carter. <laughs> yeah. I know. I I know. So rightfully so. And that's when yes. he's like, teachers aren't supposed to touch students. He's like, well, glad I'm, I'm not, not a teacher. A teacher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. So he quits the team, comes back, and he's like, all right, you got to do 2,000 push-ups and 1,000 suicides by Friday. We don't know what it is, but it's like three or four days away. Yeah. And he gets like kind of remarkably close and then Coach Carter's like, no, well, sorry, kid, finish. you do it. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Kicks him out of the gym and then Channing, you're right, starts and he's like, I'll do some for him and then the rest of the team one by one, it's almost like the oh, captain, my captain from Dead Poets Society, yep, like, exactly. I will do this too. Yep. Thank you, Channing, for leading the way. Like, the white men will lead them free. <laughs> no, God, please don't say that. But yes, that's what it that's what it felt like. But it was cool. But that's all that Coach Carter wants. He just want he wants them to be a team to be better men. He doesn't care yes. if they win or lose. He wants them to stand up for their friends, become a family. Again, family, family on Too Fast Too Forever. Family here. Yeah, that's exactly. So it was good. I, I'm glad that he uh, he started it. I'm glad that he like he. So Channing is the reason that the team came together. Yeah, and the reason why the one kid came back. Can we talk about how Coach Carter basically Project Mayhem's his entire team? Like what? He's talking to Cruz when yeah. he when when Cruz comes back. And he's yeah. like, you owe me two thousand or a thousand, whatever. He's like, what is your biggest fear? Oh yes, and, like, and he won't answer or whatever. Yes. Tell and me then, what you know, your he fear starts is. to practice. Cruz goes to the sideline and starts doing push-ups. And, like, Coach Carter, like, whispers into his ear. He's just like, he's basically like, go home. Like, you're not welcome here. You're not wanted here. Go home. He's doing that same thing, like, when people are on the porch. I didn't make the these connections. Mayhem. Yes. This but the is other perfect. thing I thought of is that he mandates everybody to call sir. And that's another thing in Project Mayhem. Like, everybody's just, like, calling, calling everybody sir. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, this yeah. weird. He's, like, running his own Project Mayhem except to just a basketball team. And for positive, I guess. Without as much negative, maybe? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't even think about this, but you're absolutely right. He definitely does a lot of Project Mayhem type shit here, rescuing them from that party. Let's talk about the parents, or the lack of parents. We don't have Channing's parents in this movie. His dad is in jail. There's no mention of yes. his mom. We have his uncle toward the very end of the movie is just like, you know, my boy needs basketball. No, his, his uncle was in that like first meeting when they were mad about the um having to wear ties to... Was he, though? Because I, I, I looked at Channing, was. and Channing wasn't near it's easy to tell because there's like him and one other white kid on the team and the white the other white kid is near like white parents and then Channing is alone in the back with nobody else near him Okay. I felt well, like he not. was alone at that meeting. And at the end, when they're at the lockout hearing that the board votes to end the lockout, that's when Channing's uncle steps up and is just like, my boy needs basketball or whatever. Yeah. But what is also of note for the parents, not his parents, future Academy Award winner Octavia Spencer plays Battle's mom. At the time of this movie, the kid who played oh, Battle yeah. was 20, and win? Octavia what Spencer, she... she was in The Help. Oh, she won for The Help, not for... Um, but yep. she was also just in the... Um, what was the movie about the scientists? Uh, Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures last year. Yeah, she was in that too so hidden fences hidden fences <laughs> but she at the time of this movie she's 30 and the kid playing her son is 20 she gives off that motherly vibe but i just thought that was kind of funny that like they're so similar in age and she's playing his mom but it's like it's believable you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? like no, when they no. go into coach carter's yeah. sporting goods store and she like she basically chews out coach carter she's like I, I get what you're doing but 
My like, son has like you're gonna ruin like, you're gonna actually now. ruin yes. his chance if you don't yes. let him play in front of this scout. He's you know he's a logical guy, so he like yeah. just like okay, well you have to do a million push-ups too, and then you can play. The funniest thing is like when they're walking back out to the car, you, like the entire way she's just like screaming at her son, which is yeah, she's just uh, pretty funny. I thought, him, that was, thought that was good, which was pretty funny. I agree. Let's see here. So we get the shirtless chanting again in the locker room. Yes, we did, and then we got a second fight, right? Second fight. Yep. He's basically, oh, he's hitting on the one girl. Where is, hold on, where is that, where's that quote? It's crazy out there on the court. To calm myself down, all I gotta do is think about you. And then Coach Carter comes up, he's like, aren't you supposed to be in geometry? He's like, uh, yeah, bye. And like, just like, that's he the end He flubs of that. her name. He's like, this is yep. Bella. You mean Betty, shit. And then he just, yep. yeah. Movie cliche, but uh, I still liked it because it's Channing. I did too. Also, Channing is another leader in a sense, in that after they win that mid-season tournament, they go back to the hotel Channing is the one who sort of leads the escape to the party. Like, he's the one knocking on the first door. Yes. He's the one like, all right, we should go out of here. So, like... Also, he's the one who leads getting Carter's son drunk, by the way. Yeah. Because he's the one who's, like, making him drinks and tossing them to him. It looks like they're pouring malt liquor into knockoff Mountain Dew. That's what it seemed like to me, too, which is totally useless. Also, see, it sounds disgusting both sound pretty gross yeah because it's like all it's just like alcohol in a brown paper bag but like it's not shaped like a like a, a pint you know what i mean like it's it definitely it's i noticed the exact same thing too dude i was totally with you yep and it's basically mountain dew which is like some kind of like shitty knockoff label printed on top of it yeah yeah that's exactly what it was we get shirtless chanting again when he rushes to get into the pool with the girls because the girls are like we don't have bathing suits either and they all get down in their underwear and he strips and in the pool. he strips on screen it's important but it's like the least sexy strip of all time i know but it's like, a- i need to get in the pool with girls but we get a first strip already yes Mm-hmm. So that's like I consider that a strip. You know what I mean? Right. Like he takes like his it. clothes off. Yep. So So how about this? So later we, when we were doing the when we were talking about how to do the guessing game, we yes. were going to maybe do strip. How about this house rule that for either your dance or your shirtless, one or the other per movie has to include stripping. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that. In for some your form. guess. Not, yeah, not yeah, all yeah. clothes, but just like just cuz we know he's going to take or off your clothes fight. In some or your fight. Like yeah, he like has to take a shirt off to like get ready for the fight. Exactly. Like seductively. Right. Like, a lot. Yeah, you have to you have to bone your bonus point is that you tag a strip onto one of them. In the correct one, yes. In the correct mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I think I got through everything that I wanted to talk about the movie about. After they get locked out, Channing is mad and then they all start fighting with each other about like we don't want to be locked out, but they all sort of get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah they get what, it. What is I was thankful for is that they bring in Bob Costas to interview Coach Carter. They're yeah. like, hey, you know, they're making it was waves. a very nice like, Bob Costas here. Yep. I was like, thank God, it wasn't Matt Lauer. <laughs> I know, right? After after this past week, because oh, Matt God. Lauer's been in a lot. Like he's in the Sharknado movies. Like basically every time they need to go to NBC, it's either Bob Costas or Matt Lauer. And yep. like yeah. he's in a ton of things. And I was like, I can't be like the first movie I watch after that news breaks. Yeah. Matt Lauer's like, hey, look at me, I'm lending journalistic credibility. Like, <laughs> thankfully, just Bob Costas and his weird eye from Sochi. Yeah, but at this point, we're just counting down the days till everybody's accused of sexual harassment in yep. the right. I wasn't saying that saying that was wrong just saying apparently we're just waiting for everyone to get outed so yep yeah what do you think of the team's chant of rich what richmond rich what richmond (sighs) i don't know i i got it i was hoping that's the chant that the actual team picked and used because it's not something that i would have picked well the real team was richmond high school so i believe it yeah i'm sure that was their actual chant it's just like uh i don't know and a lot of these chants are kind of dumb to me i mean all the sports ones I think that the soccer fans have the best ones because they're like, you know, full songs about like weird shit and you have to know Oh all yeah, the like lyrics. when I saw Arsenal, they were like, you know, there's some songs that they have that are just like one word repeated over and over again, but they have like songs about specific players, songs yes. about specific instances. Yes. I heard probably like six or seven different songs over the span of one game. I'm sure and that's everybody like... knows the words. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're always like, they're like, yeah, I remember that time you missed this goal, you suck, and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and like, they're all really funny and there's like jokes yeah. in them and stuff. So like, yeah, I agree. I missed the soccer once. I wish if if America could take anything from the British again, it <laughs> it would be stealing their like poetry that they have for their sports players. So, but you know what is not very creative by these crowds is what? the signs that they hold up during oh, the tournament. God, they have they were one all sign so bad. They were that all says so bad. the Oilers, which is the Richmond team, I think. The Oilers are all yeah. right. Yes, I saw that one. The only other sign that I remember seeing is "Let's go team." Yeah. 
they're pretty bad. Good job, MTV Films. At any point, did you really want them to break out into a song a la High School Musical? 100%. <laughs> I really wanted... Oh, on that note, we get way too many long shots of cheerleaders dancing. Like, they really wanted to bring it on in this movie so bad. Like, whoever was, like, the cameraman was like, please just let me get this bring it on shot. <laughs> and and the guy who didn't edit the movie was like, I'll leave this in. Right. There's a well, lot of the cheerleaders like, dancing. Every time they cut to the cheerleaders, every time they cut to Ashanti and her friends, it feels like it doesn't belong in the movie. Like, they want to, like, have it not just be about the basketball team, about, like, the community, about these other kids. But, like, at the same time, aside from maybe one conversation, we never see any of these girls... When they're not with one of the main guys. Also, is it so one of the? Like, wasn't one of the girls the girl from the Cheetah Girls or whatever? What's the Cheetah Girls? Yeah, like one of the girls that was with the. What shop, is the Cheetah Girls? That was an Sounds MTV, familiar. an MTV girl group, I think. Oh probably then yeah 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 that would track that would make sense yeah that would make a lot of sense yeah one of these girls is what's her name from the cheetah girls if rachel was here she would know exactly who i'm talking about thank you rachel thank you rachel it's ashanti's friend okay the cheerleaders all apparently all the cheerleaders are kind of famous the cheetah girls were disney Wasn't oh disney? adrian oh, like, houghton right she's 411 adrian houghton well thank you for that one real little girl yeah she's small coach carter yep she played dominique you were right yeah, that was the her. Main, the main Cheetah Girl, Adrian Houghton, yes. plays Dominique. In and she movie. was in 3LW, yes. So I knew that she was another music person. So she's like from like pop music of this time, you know? Well, it feels like when you have an MTV, because this was in theaters, yeah. we'll get to the box office in a second, but it feels like when like MTV is making a movie, they're like, who can we take from our stable of young people yep. Yep, and put definitely. them in this movie and just give them more exposure? Yeah. And then the movie will give the music exposure, the music will give the movie exposure, all it's that sort of stuff. It's it's a solid move, dude. I, I like it. Um, so this movie was in theaters. How much do you think this movie cost to make? Um, thirty-eight million. Should have stopped after thirty. It was thirty million dollars. Oh wow. Okay. I wasn't too far off. How much do you think it made, either domestic or worldwide? It was mostly domestic. I'm gonna guess because I know that this was like an MTV movie, and going back to the Zeph thing, that this is a Friday night makeout movie. Get your parents to drop you off. I'm going to guess 48 million. Made 67. Okay. Yeah. Another 10 worldwide. So, did pretty well. Not too bad. Nothing spectacular. They made some money, though. The most interesting note I found was that Channing Tatum had never played basketball before this movie. So, he had individual. So, the team had like five hours of basketball practice a day to like basically basically make it look like they knew what they were doing. And I think it it looks pretty good for the most part. Pretty good. But Channing had individual practice on top of that because he was so far behind all the other. All the other guys. So that's uh, pretty funny. That's really funny. I like it. Um, the real Ken Carter was on set every day as a consultant. Cool. That's how you should do it. If you make a movie like this, you should have him on set. Yeah. Like, that's how Dr. Dre did it for Compton and stuff. So, yeah, I agree. The filmmakers shot the scenes, the game scenes, over and over again from many different angles. Sometimes they run a single play a couple hundred times to get, I guess, footage from every place. It feels like just sort of do like NBA lighting because like NBA lighting looks good. You know what I mean? Like, and just have yep. cameras everywhere. Like, I don't know why you would do it multiple times. I but, agree. Hey, man. Well, I think it was so that they didn't, so it didn't look like they had cameras everywhere because it's a high school game. Whereas like when you're watching an NBA game, they just have like cameras set up everywhere and you see them. Yeah. Your brain just doesn't like catch them. I guess that they kind of had to do that, but at the same time, it's dumb. Like you should just done them a couple times. I mean, like I can't imagine they would look that much different. The actors had to learn about 70 plays for the movie. So you're tired of their, their you, you're, you got tired of them yelling out Diane but they had 70 plays to learn which is kind of a lot for for actors who aren't basketball players yeah that's that's a lot of plays they had a lot of passes and picks to highlight the theme of teamwork and this is also the first sports movie to use 3d digital mapping technology which helped choreograph what? the plays and figure out where to put the cameras who's going to go where, where do we need to have the camera to catch the shot, like, you know, when the ball's passed from this player to this player, when he's going to take the shot, when he's going to, you know, cross over and drive. I guess they use some kind of technology that had never been used for a sports movie before to figure out where to put the camera. I think it looks good. Like, it's a well-shot sports movie, I think. Yeah, it's pretty decent. I liked it. There was a fuck ton of basketball. Again, something we could have cut, you know, 10 minutes of it out. And my only other little bit of trivia is that the hotel that they stay at, that they sneak out of, is the Safari Inn in Burbank. Yes. And that 
was also in another Samuel L. Jackson movie. I mean, he has a really, 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 really small part in it, but in True Romance. At the Ooh. end of that movie, Clarence and Alabama go there to hang out, and that's where Alabama fights James Gandolfini in the in the Safari Inn in their hotel room. So well, it's how a, about that? Cash me outside. How about that? Do you know? Did you see that she just released a music video? By the way. Daniel oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's, she's very prolific. Yeah, that was all I wanted to say about that. Do you have any other notes about the movie or want to get into the uh, end games segment of this podcast? I want to get into the games, but right before we do that, what, I wanted to say that I did enjoy this movie. Minus it being long, I would have trimmed it up a bunch. Overall, it was a good movie. It was a good story. I like these feel-good stories. Like, I'm not a sappy movie kind of guy. I think that, like, this is as close as I get to sappy movies. So I know that you don't rate things on Letterboxd, but out of five stars, how many how many stars would you give this movie? Uh, three, seven, five. I gave it a three out of five. I think I think it's good. I think it's a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Um, I was also pleasantly surprised by how much Channing Tatum was in it. Yeah. There's a lot of Channing in that rating, so... That's, yeah. what, that's what I was saying. So we have an email address, magicmikes at cageclub.me, M-I-C-S. M-I-C-S, yeah, M-I-C-S. Or if you send us the other one, magicmikes, M-I-K-E-S, we can also get that. Uh, we have no email today. I did not expect to have email nah. this time around. So I'm actually going to check the other one just to be safe. I'm wearing my Cage Club shirt right now. Oh, right. thank you. Yeah, this is like the OG one. It's like the gray one. Oh, like yeah. It. it has started to fade. Mine have, mine have started to fade a little bit on that one. But no emails yet. Magicmikes at cageclub.me. Let us know what you think of the movies. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Okay, so for Zeph, you always told people to send dick pics. For Too Fast, Too Forever, send car pics. What should we have people send us for Magic Mikes? Male strippers. I guess. All right. Chip, send like, Chip and Dale dancers. Picks. Chip and Dale dancers. They don't need to be naked, but just like, you know, fit men stripping. There's nothing I want better as a straight male who will be 30. No, I'm not going to be 30 by the time this comes out. Soon after. Uh, nothing more I want to see when I open my email than just fit men dancing up on women. So uh, send that to me. Send, I guess, Chippendale dancers. Send male strippers to me. Or female strippers, either way. Body positive. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Send us hate mail. Send us love mail. Send us fan mail. Whatever. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Magicmikes at cageclub.me. Just send an email that just says fuck off and I'll be really happy. I feel like if Matt listened to this, which he will not, that's the email that he would send. Yeah, because he likes taking all my jokes. <laughs> okay, the Google game back from Zack Attack. I am going to. This is to one of my Google. favorite games. It's one of my favorite games. This is the game where we uh, Google autocomplete. We check to see if you search the name of the movie. The name yep. of the actor, what comes up? Yep, so I'm searching Coach Carter Channing Tatum. There are five. Basketball. Uh, one, is U- one is YouTube, does not count. One is trailer. One is quotes. One is cast. There's one real one that we want to play with here. Your guess was basketball is incorrect. Shirtless. What else you got? No, but... Haircut. Not, no. Uh, towel. Nope. I feel like it's going to be something that we're going to have a lot of people search for in a lot of movies. Age. <laughs> nope. Uh, go ahead. I'm, I'm excited to hear what it is. I don't know. Workout. Oh. Basically, how do I look like him? Yeah, but he's, like, not very ripped in this one, like, comparatively. No, but he's also in good shape, still. He's in pretty good shape, yeah. I would have to say so. Channing Tatum, Coach Carter, workout. All right. Trailer. Yeah. Going on YouTube right now. Coach Carter trailer. Ooh, they have clips. First practice and stuff. Hold on. So if you search Coach Carter trailer, the first result that comes up is from Paramount Movies. That's 1.2 million Where'd you send it to me on? Facebook or? I just sent it on, uh, just put it out there on discord okay let me get I'm gonna it. let it buffer a little bit same this one looks like somebody recorded it from their phone is it like an official it does one? but this is uploaded by paramount videos i know this is from youtube movies this, this should be a real one i don't know why but we're gonna watch it okay um, all right Joe, you ready you ready to play yeah go for it three two one play okay oh no it's just it's just a video effect yeah it was that first part so there's the hood yep him holding the baby all oh, them getting robbed channing getting robbed already but we don't know it's a fake out so this is a much more street movie than it actually becomes. I mean, there's a lot of street elements in the movie, but this is like, can you believe how dysfunctional this all is? We got to bring in uh, this man with a shiny bald head, which they call out in the scene, yeah, and have him fix the day, save the day, be the hero that this Coach school deserves. He slams the kid up against the, the wall, which is a pretty good yep. move. 
There's Channing. Unbelie- cannot believe what, what's happening here. Why? No, I mean, I'm just saying he's, he's, he can't believe that his new coach is, like, slamming players up against the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like that he makes them wear uh, ties to school and makes them sit in the front. That's a good move. Like, that's yeah. a really cool coach move. Like, go sit in the front. If you sit in the front, you're much less likely to fuck around, so... I also feel like as though, even though this movie is filled with cliches from time to time, oh, there's, you gotta get the underwear shots in there. Underwear shots. Um, even yeah. though this movie is filled with cliches from time to time, there's also a lot of, like, believable stuff, like when all the parents are like, you want them to wear ties? Like, we don't have ties. And he's like, oh, go shop at Goodwill. And they're like, like he's like, you too good to shop at Goodwill? And they're like, no. Is there, like, not, scenes like, in this that they were cut out of the movie? Or was I just not paying attention to I sort of recognize all this stuff. I mean, I don't know. There's there's a chance that there's stuff that, you know, was cut out. Because I feel like you don't make a two-hour and 16-minute movie without cutting stuff out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Oh, from the director of Save the Last Dance. That's why all the fucking cheerleaders shots were there. There you go. Yeah. There's Cruz running away with a gun. Little Tupac for... Oh, one thing that I saw on Google when we searched Dangerous Minds before is that the featured song in that movie was Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. Yes, so. it is. I can't believe you've never seen that movie. You need to watch it. I like that they, uh, he makes him do a little charity, takes care of the kid after he gets shot, chanting again. We didn't talk about his son, who transferred, withdraws from a really good school to go play, because he's like, you've never not been my coach, and he has, like, really high standards for himself, and, like, that, like nothing ever comes of that. And you yeah, no, he went to, um, they said it, he went to, like, West Point after this. Yeah, but I mean, like, in the movie, nothing ever comes of it, like, special. Like, he just, like, gets put in the game. Like, people are just like, oh, yeah, he's good at basketball, he should be been in here. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, that was the trailer. The trailer was Carter. okay. I mean, it kind that of actually, just... Actually, it didn't spoil anything, it's just sort of, you know... Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's not, not terrible. We've seen a lot worse, for sure. Prediction time. Dancing, shirtless, and fighting. One of these has to be, has to involve him taking clothes off. What was the, what's the, uh, name of the movie? Oh, the next movie we are doing is War of the Worlds, the Tom Cruise alien film, the remake of the 1950s, is, is there, War of the Worlds. Is there even going to be... Okay, this is fun. Okay, I, I got so some. Keep it. keep in mind, Channing Tatum is uncredited in this movie, so I'm assuming he has a very small role. Also returning to this movie is the guy who plays Cruise. We'll be back in War of the Worlds, so... Who, a little oh, bit of really? a reunion. Oh, cool. Yeah, a little bit of a Chan-action there. Chan-action. Uh, from one movie to the next. Yes. So, okay, Joe. In War of the Worlds, a film about alien invasions, how will Channing Tatum dance? Okay, aliens come to Earth. They yes. clearly don't wear clothes, right? So Channing strips so that he can have a dance battle with one of the aliens. Okay. They're going to have a dance-off. Yep. When he loses, he tries to fight the alien that was refing the dance battle. Oh, so he's not he's not mad at the guy who beat him. He's mad at the guy who judged him. Yes, all right. Yeah, so that's, that's... And that's also the shirtless scene, too. That's, that's, that's all your guesses in one. Yeah, yeah, because he's going to strip... Because to make it fair, he can't wear clothes for the dance battle because the alien's naked. So he has okay. to strip first, like, non-seductively. Then they do a naked dance battle. Then he fights the ref. Do we want to make that a rule for the guessing game that they all have to be in the same scene, or can we break it no, up? No, no, you can definitely break them up, but I, I like putting okay. them all together. So here's my guess, because I think in terms of, you know, if I, if I was going to do a dance, that would make sense to me. So I'm going to start with shirtless. He has to hide from aliens somewhere. And it's somewhere that is a really tight fit. And he has to take it's his clothes so off. so tight that he has to take his clothes off. He can't spare the three millimeters. He has to oil himself down so he can slide in and slide out. <laughs> okay. I have this for some reason. I'm envisioning he's hiding in like a crawl space under a house. Okay. He's also not credited for this whole like soaping up himself <laughs> scene. <laughs> Fair well, he's enough. also not credited for your dance battle, which seems like a pivotal moment in your film. <laughs> okay, fine. So that's the shirtless scene. I guess yeah. that's also kind of stripping, because we see him take off his clothes, oil himself down, sneak under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe the house collapses and he dies. That's why, you know, that's he's why he's not credited. Yeah. Right. It's like a really quick clip. It's like thir 13 seconds, you know? It's just like going across, they're like looking at people hiding, right. pulls out the baby oil, takes his shirt off climbs into the crawl space in the moon, and then he dies. Okay. Before that, though, obviously, he also has a dance and a fight scene. Yes. Dancing, I think, this is, it's gonna be a little bit lazy, but here, here's, here's, what, here's what happens. Okay. Channing is, the, is 
presumably the star of this movie. Oh, okay. He's kind of like Scream. Like, you know how Drew Barrymore dies in the opening scene in Scream? Like, she was billed as the star, and she gets killed early on. Okay. And that was the big reveal. War of the Worlds, a film that I've seen before, is going to start with Channing Tatum home from high school with a girlfriend, okay? Okay. They are making out. You know, he gets up. He starts dancing a little bit because they're listening to the radio. He's dancing okay. a little bit, doing something seductive a little bit. Not stripping, just dancing. Okay. Radio, a lot smash of cut. A lot smash of Smash cut. Announcer interjects. We have a breaking bulletin. Late breaking news. Breaking news bulletin. Aliens have invaded Earth. Girl has a fright, passes out. Channing springs into action mode. That was his dancing, but he, he bolts out of the house, leaves the girl behind at his house for some reason. I don't know why. He okay. wants to go get prepared, runs to the hardware store. Hardware store is in a tizzy. There are people everywhere. People all heard the radio announcement. They're all, They're all freaking out. They try to, He's trying to get two-by-fours. He's trying to get hammers. He's trying to get nails. While he's picking up this wood, he grabs a wood that somebody else also has a hand on, and they get into a fight there. Channing obviously wins. Does he beat him with the wood? No, I think he just, just throws fists? a punch. The guy just, okay. you know, goes down, takes Crumbles. the wood, doesn't yeah. pay because he, you can't pay in a time like that. He just takes out, goes back to his house, boards up his house, realizes the house isn't safe. With that one piece of wood that he carried. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, no, he's, he's got like a shopping cart. You know, he's pushing it. He's, he lives close to the, the hardware store. Pushes it home, boards up the house. Girl's still there. Girl leaves to go with her parents. Channing feels this house is not safe. Takes off his clothes, oils himself up, hides under the house. House collapses on him. Okay. Yeah. It's all in the first like 10 or 15 minutes. Not credited. Not, not, not credited. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Because he was such a rising star after Coach Carter, they're like, we don't want people to know that he's in this film. We don't want to put his name on anything. Yeah. He's going to be uncredited in the movie. That works for me, man. I like it. That's that. Okay, Letterboxed Coach Carter. This is one of my most favorite games. This is also a game that like I, has has rules that change every time. What? What do they do? In terms of like what we're actually trying to guess. No, it's always how many is it in their top four? How many yep. people have seen it? it? Yep. And then uh, what other things are in the top four of somebody interesting and in, that has okay. their top four? Those are always the rules. For reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road, still the most popular film on Letterboxd, has been seen by 166,000 people. 166,000 okay. people have logged that film on their account. Coach Carter has been seen by how many people? I, I will let you know, two of my friends, including Zach Tech superfan Jess Knight, Jess Collins, also on the Zephy's episode, has seen Coach Carter already. How many people, including me and my two friends, have seen Coach Carter? 15,763. Number's too high. You get two more guesses. Uh, 7,415. Number is too low. You have one chance to get within, get close, split the difference, or somewhere in the middle. I'm not saying split the difference like you're, you're equidistant. I'm just saying somewhere in the middle between your 7,000 yeah. and 15,000. 9,715. 9,462. Cool. Yeah, that's so you that's... got you got there in the end. Yeah, I did. I did. I got close. Now, out of those ninety four hundred people, how many have it in their top four films on Letterboxd? Nineteen. Twenty two. Again, startlingly close. <laughs> yes, right? So I'm going to go to a person, if there's anybody. The criteria I normally go for, which is, has a picture, picture gave five yeah. stars, and wrote a review. Nobody has all of those. There's one person with a picture, four and a half stars, wrote a review. Let's use that. Alexander Balagot. Well, Four Alexander, films. today's your lucky day. He is still active on Letterboxd. He reviewed or he he reviewed What We Do in the Shadows about a week ago. Uh, he's from the Philippines. Okay. Four films in his top four. Coach Carter is number four. The other three have nothing to do with Coach Carter or basketball or sports. They're three massive movies. Guardians of the Can Galaxy. Can you name them? No. The, uh, here's another thing. One is from the 80s, one is from the 90s, and one is from the 2000s, but before 2010. So the, the, the decade, the actual 2000s. One's from the 80s, one's from the 90s, one's from the 2000s. Matrix. Nope. Uh, this is really hard. Like These are really hard to do, but there are three yeah. massive movies. Titanic. No. Um, if you get close at all, I'll let you know. But the, I don't think... you got to give me something. Give me, like, any kind of tidbit. Okay, they're all part of film franchises. Two of them are the first in a, in a series. One Batman, is the some third Batman. in a series. Uh, no, but one of them is a superhero movie. Okay. Uh, Superman? Nope. Fuck. I don't know. Iron Man? Okay, that's good. Yeah, I get that. Jurassic Park? Oh, fuck. Yeah, Jurassic Park makes sense. And his number one favorite film is Star Wars Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. That's a very difficult game. You are good with the numbers. It's difficult to guess 
what people like because especially him, nothing similar. Um, actually, yeah, let me foreigners. Look up one foreigners more. are a little hard because, like, you know, if you tell me like, oh, you know, fourteen-year-old white girl, like, then it's a lot easier. Okay, T. Roy. Oh, this guy uh, just loves Denzel. Uh, his this guy from well, Perth. Denzel's not in this movie, so I know. But two of his top four, t- two of his top four films, Remember the Titans and The Equalizer. Okay, um, and also in there is Django. So. Nice. This white dude from Australia just loves films led by black men. So that's cool. Good for you, T. Roy. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, Troy Bolton, maybe, maybe T. Roy Bolton. <laughs> okay, <laughs> last game before we get to the two things at the very end of the show: fire ass titles for Coach Carter. This is where we originally. What was the description of this? Originally, we were meant to make movies sound like High School Musical, like the most yes. generic, basic thing. But now it's just we're just renaming it to things about the movie. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, you know, I like doing like a little bit of puns, spinoffs, yep. titles yep. of other movies. Yep. Yeah. So you got one? I'm going to start off right now with Coach Carter, Sir. Abortions, shootings, and basketball. Kind of like love and basketball, but just like straight to the point. ASB. Abortions, shooting, basketball. I'm going to go with Suicides. The Game. Oh. Uh, we're all in this together. <laughs> dangerous Minds. Two. Two. More Dangerous. Dangerous Harder. D- dangerouser Minds. Um, hood Games. Um, I don't like any of my... I don't like any of mine so far for this. You're just bad at this game. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Well, to be fair, I don't like any of yours either. This is a difficult movie to do this for. MTV Films. Basketball. <laughs> God, I am stumped. Okay. I don't That's think I'm out of practice. It's, just, it's a difficult one for me to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. This is a... Because I think, like, the, mo- the, the the name of the movie's not great, but I think it's... I can't think of a better one or one that's, like, funnier. Yeah. I think it's actually... It's, it's pretty well named. I'll take it, yeah. Or, okay, here's here's one. Inspired a little bit by what's one thing that Channing does. Some other meanings for the word. Freestyles. Ooh. You got one more to, to end us to wrap it up on. Yeah, that works. Now, do, you, do you have one more? Do you want to? You want to go out on no, that? No, 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 no. That was it. I I blew my load. Cool. I microwaved that can a little. So okay, one thing we're gonna do here, so that it saves us time down the road, I believe, will okay. be to talk about. Eventually, we will have the Channing Tatum Awards, which we don't know what they're gonna be called yet. True. Maybe the Big C's. Who knows? Yeah. Tatum tots. Tatum Tots. Who knows? We had for Zack Attack 10 or 12 categories. We had best film, worst film, best role, worst role, you know, best shirtless scene, best crying scene, best male actor who wasn't Zac Efron, best female actress, you know, a bunch of different categories. We are going to, and I would like to try to nominate everything for at least one, because I think that was nice for Zack Attack. For Coach Carter, it's hard to say... I don't think it's good or bad enough to be best film, worst film, best role, worst role. What do you think? No, I, I do think it would be uh, a combination of some of the best shirtless scenes, because I like the towels. For sure, for sure. Oh, well, we have to... So, I mean, if we're doing guesses for dancing, shirtless, and fighting, those all have to be awards there, too. So does That's this qualify? The, I mean, are any of the fights in this worthy? No, there's no? some fights, but I don't know. Dancing... So, be, so best shirtless, for sure. The the shirtless debut of Channing Tatum, at least in, in movies. Yeah, you the know, towel, in real life, the, obviously. Like the half towel thing twice. Stripping to get into the pool is a possibility. Okay. I like uh, Ashanti is, as a possible best non-Tatum role. I'm going to for sure put uh, Sam Jackson in the running for best non-Tatum male role. Yes, sure. that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, soundtrack, soundtrack is really good. Okay, we'll do best soundtrack. We'll do best soundtrack and best song. Because I, I don't think there's one song in here that stands out. This isn't really like a song, I agree. But I think best soundtrack is, I think this is up there for me. So Plus far. also, to keep in mind, best song, whatever we nominate, has to be able to keep up and compete with Pony. You know what I mean? Like, it's yes. got, that's going to be a really tough category to win if you're not pony is that the intro song for this it's gonna be yep okay cool best soundtrack i like that so i think that's good yeah this is we might cool. have more categories i yeah. like the i like that we we are, we're saying it so when we go back we can just kind of like listen to this last oh no i'm just gonna write it down i'm gonna do it in real time so that we don't have to like go back and listen like i'm just gonna have this oh cool, in cool, a google, cool. google sheet so that we can keep track of all the different categories oh, cool. both of them work and go from there yeah 
Cool. Any other last thoughts about Coach Carter before we wrap up? No. It was a good it was a good start to Channing. I'm glad Definitely. that he wasn't like in nothing in this movie. We got a lot of airtime. The movie wasn't bad. So yeah, I was happy with this being our beginning. It's also remarkable to me that this was only twelve years ago and he already has like forty credits since then. So yeah, same dude. He's very prolific very quickly. Next week or next month. Who knows how much will actually be in the movie, aside from, obviously, his dance fight shirtless strip scenes. But this was a good place to start off. I don't think there's anything great about this movie. I don't think there's anything terrible about this movie. I think it's pretty straight down the middle of the road. But I was really happy that we started here. It was a pleasant surprise. Wish it was shorter, but hey there's worse places to be they just need to edit it like actually edit it so the last thing so as we mentioned throughout the show joe and i have four podcasts now one is in hibernation as we are waiting actually as this comes out this past weekend in most theaters across the country the disaster artist is out so yeah, we dude, will I'm have maybe seen for it i'm stoked for it when we, that comes out on blu-ray we will cover that for zach attack also coming out supposedly on christmas is the greatest showman which is oh, yeah, his musical right. about the circus with Zendaya and Hugh Jackman. So that should be good. So Zack Attack is in hibernation until one of those hits home video, either VOD or Blu-ray, so that we can watch it, take watch notes them. in our own home. I'm, I'm definitely going to see Disaster Artists in theaters, too, though, for sure. Oh, for sure. But we also have two other podcasts. We have Two Fast, Two Forever, the Fast and Furious podcast. Where Listen we're doing to one it. a month forever. Do it. It'll be fun, I promise. The last thing that we recorded was that. It was the first time we recorded about the Fast and the Furious. It's Fast and Furious Lap 1. So it's a really kickoff to the series. So you don't, you don't have anything to catch up on. It's just one episode. So listen to that. The yeah. next thing we're going to record is the first episode of Boyfriend Material, the Ryan Gosling podcast, which as of this recording we have not done yet. But the first episode of that is going to be La La Land. So that'll come Yuck. out on Thursday, December 21st if you want to watch the movie prepare for that. But yeah, so Too Fast, Too Forever, Boyfriend Material, this is the Channing Tatum in the Middle Sandwich. So for all three of those podcasts, plus Zach Attack, plus everything else on our network, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter. You can find all of our shows, all of our episodes. We've got a lot of new shows starting next year, too. Not only do we have four new ones this month, including the three that we mentioned, plus the Charlize Theron podcast, Watch the Throne, but next year we have podcast called The Contenders, which you can find yeah. information on cageclub.me. Mike Manzi, former guest on Zach Attack, who will be on this podcast sure for too long. Yeah. He has a podcast coming out called Third Time's a Charm that Joe and I will be on eventually. Definitely. definitely. We also have a podcast about, about the Daredevil comics that will be out on cageclub.me. Ooh, so interesting. go there, check out all the different things we have for you to listen to. It's all free. I hope it's all fun. I enjoy all of it. Cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter, and email us, magicmikes at cageclub.me. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Magic Mikes. Yo. Yo, Jordan Empton, this, this right here is crazy. I, I, I feel big. You know? Like, not, not big in the sense of weight. You know what I mean? Like gaining weight up, nothing like that, like colossal, like, you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> I heard you were looking for me. Hey,